Welcome to the Space for Magic podcast, where people who are led by their hearts come to learn the secrets to receiving all the gifts the universe has for us. I'm your host, Patty Lennon. I'm an ex-type A corporate banker turned intuitive coach. Using a blend of common sense, brain science, and just a dash of magic, I am here to help you create abundance in every area of your life and business. Welcome. Hey there, welcome to this episode of the Space for Magic podcast. I am your host, Patty Lennon, and I have a question for you. Have you ever tried to manifest something and it just didn't come to you? Or maybe you learned the law of attraction or the secret and it worked for a while. It got you some money, some parking spots, some things fell into place, but somewhere along the way, it stopped working well it became frustrating. Maybe it's even become a job. If any of those are true, then this podcast, this episode of the podcast is really going to be helpful because what we're going to talk about is the manifestation myth. These are the things we're taught around manifestation. And I'm going to speak to it from a traditional religious sense, right through to like hardcore metaphysical stuff. Um, The beliefs that we're taught that actually get in the way of us, you know, quote unquote, manifesting. Now, manifestation in the world of law of attraction is the idea that you attract to you something you desire. And usually in the general law of attraction world, most of the energy, especially in the secret, is focused on material goods, right? Material wealth or things, or in some cases, you know, romantic partnerships, other people coming to our lives. All these things that are, you know, outside of ourselves, how do we bring them forward? Like, how do we become this giant magnet that just sucks to us all the things that we want? And then there's all these techniques to make it happen. The challenge that I find with a lot of manifestation teachings is that they uh, revolve around this concept that we need to become the vibration that brings them in, that we have to do something to bring them to us. And I've just not experienced that. And believe me, I've worked with many law of attraction teachers. I've hired coaches. I have read more books than I can count. And there's a lot of value in what's taught in that space. But there is a fundamental flaw with it. And that is that just quietly underneath the surface of everything that is taught, at least this is what I have found, is that there is a worthiness that needs to happen. And that if what you desire isn't coming into your world, it's because you're somehow um, not vibrating high enough, right? And ultimately, that's just another version of you're not enough, right? Which is worthiness. And that's not been my experience. And I've done it all the ways. So the traditional religious sense, which is, you know, at least in the Catholic church, but I think this is pretty similar in a lot of Christian traditions, at least. And I think also my Jewish friends would agree. I'm not sure it would translate as much into Buddhism and, you know, Hinduism. And I definitely don't know a lot about Taoism. 
But, you know, where the Abrahamic religions are concerned, I think this is the through line, which is, you know, if you're not getting what you desire, it's because God has deemed you to not be sufficient, right? Not be worthy that you're not, you're maybe a sinner, you haven't prayed right, you you know, you haven't been given enough money to the church, whatever it is. And quick aside, for those of you who are Christian, because the idea of reincarnation will probably come up in the future on this podcast. The religion I grew up in, Catholicism, absolutely does not agree with the concept of reincarnation. But do you know that actually the early Christian tradition did? Their reincarnation was just a part of the teachings. And it was when confession was brought into the church and the priests were actually selling forgiveness. So a lot of the times when you confess a sin, they'd say, okay, you know, tithe, donate money for your sin to be forgiven. And so what they found was this idea that you were going to have another life and another chance to fix it, you know, inhibited their ability to charge more for the forgiveness. And that was one of their motivations. Now, that's not the only motivation, but I just thought that's interesting, right? Because again, it comes back to this, how our teachings are really set up to serve the teacher, not necessarily the student. As this unworthiness sort of flows just gently underneath the surface or sometimes in a much more hardcore way, what can happen is we just start to build up this feeling like we're doing it wrong. And that's why things that we desire haven't come in. And that to me is the manifestation myth that we have to do it right, whatever it is, in order to ha- call things to us, right, that we desire. What I found to be true is that, in fact, the universe, the divine, whatever word you want to use, starts flowing to us what we desire the moment we desire it, right? That is the reason for incarnation. That's the reason why we embody this human form is so that the divine source could experience itself in contrast and expand beyond that. So I'm going to talk about what that means. It means that our desires embodied in this human form allow source, the divine, God, the universe, whatever word you use to expand itself. And here's how that works. We incarnate into this human form that in its essence is limited, right? So we embody this form that creates limitations to our own internal divinity, meaning we are a part of the divine. We are part of the universe. Our soul is infinite as well. And yet we choose to embody, incarnate into this human form with this ego, with this brain that gives us the illusion of separateness, that gives us the illusion of limitation and gives us a very real reality-based experience of that limitation, right? We can only go from point A to point B if we move our body to get there, right? And if we don't have a way to move our body to get from point A to point B, we can't get there. And yet our soul can, right? So um, in all ways, we are limited, you know, and in human form, and it's, it's basically an illusion, but it's an illusion we choose to take on so we can experience the contrast of not being able to do all 
right? Not being able to simply imagine something and make it real, which is what can happen when we're not in this human form. Feel that limitation and then feel the excitement of having a desire birthed out of that limitation and then made manifest, right? That's the expansiveness of the universe. And so it's really desire that's the creative force. That's the only thing that needs to quote unquote be done. Once that desire is birthed through our human limitation, the desire starts to be met. And so it's not that we're not doing enough to manifest because just having the desires is what starts to manifest it. It's that we've put up resistance to allowing in the manifestation. Now, I will say there is one loophole or there's one footnote to this, and that is we can only receive, we can only manifest what is for our soul's highest good, right? So let's say we are struggling with money and we want a large sum of money maybe to pay off credit card debt or you know the mortgage or something and yet we're not looking at our money we try and avoid looking at it we don't look at our bank accounts our bank statements are backed up we haven't even opened bills that type of thing this is scenarios i've seen multiple times well if part of our soul's journey is to have the courage to face the truth of this reality and understand that we are supported despite what it says on those pieces of paper, that bank account statement, those bills, to know that abundance is coming. Well, the universe is not going to allow that money to flow in to pay off those debts until we face the debts. Right. And so it's not in our highest good for that to be simply erased. If part of the reason we're in this journey is to learn how to see these quote unquote numbers on a page and to believe that something else is possible, it's oftentimes called magical money thinking. Now, we talk about magic in the sense, the real sense, where, you know, when we have an experience that transcends our human limitations, really. That to me is magic, right? Magical money thinking, it really from a shadow standpoint, from a negative place is to say that like money problems can just be wiped away. And the thing is that money is an illusion in and of itself, right? It's just an energy system. But if part of our journey is to learn to play in the human form and yet hold space for the true magic, then until we're actually grounding ourselves in the human form, we won't be able to experience the magic because that's part of the journey. That's part of the reason that we incarnate it. And so that can be an explanation why someone who's visualizing you know, a large of money coming in, but they're not opening their bills and looking at their statements and and talking to the creditors that are calling them might not, you know, actually have an experience of that money manifesting. And a bigger piece of that puzzle, and it goes along with not opening those bills, is that what's happening oftentimes when we have a desire and it's not yet met, and yet it is for our highest good, we have a field of resistance up around us. We're not, it's not that we're unworthy. It's that we believe we're unworthy, right? That we don't believe that this can happen for us. Now, what's interesting about this field of resistance is that it is not, it's not um, limited to topics, meaning 
it's not that if we have resistance up to money, we block money. Or if we have resistance up to love, we block love. Or if we have resistance up to support, we block support. Resistance is resistance. Our field of resistance is a 360 degree field around us. In fact, we have an energy field around us at all times. And we either fill it with resistance or lower the resistance. And the lower our resistance is to anything good um, coming to us, the higher our receiving energy is. And when our receiving energy increases, that's when we create the space for magic. So basically that field of resistance is what squeezes out the magic. Lowering the resistance is what allows in the magic. So what does that mean? Well, what it means is if you're doing something to quote unquote manifest a desire, then the the first thing you want to look at is does that thing feel good, right? If it feels good, then that's going to lower your resistance in your field because feeling good, feeling happy, feeling joyful, feeling playful, all those things lower resistance in the field around you. So for example, vision boarding, which is a really popular sport in the world of law of attraction, can work for you if you really like doing projects like that. If you like collage projects, you you are a visual learner or thinker, then probably doing a vision board really helps you because it's you're engaged in the process, right? And you like doing it and you also believe that it's bringing something good to you and all of those things lower your resistance. However, if doing a vision board feels like a job, it feels like a burden, then you're actually building the resistance because any of those feelings build resistance in the field around you. And so it's more important to do what feels good rather than what, you know, to treat it like it's some kind of job that you need to check boxes off for. And really at its heart is you just simply need to have the desire. And then there is one other piece is do what feels inspired towards bringing that into your life. So for instance, in a very grounded way, let's say you want a new job, right? And you feel the feeling like you know exactly what that means, right? And that's important is it is important to know what you desire. Simply saying, I want a change of a job isn't really a desire. It's sort of a thought pattern. But, you know, I would like a job where my boss really appreciates me, where I have a lot of freedom, where I can work from home, where my time isn't clocked, but rather my value is what's I'm paid for, meaning if I get the job done sooner, I can work less. You know, let's say I want, you know, this was a big one for me when I worked in corporate was I will, I would always, if I had to choose between a couple of different options, I will always take the option that included an office with a window. I know that sounds crazy, but that made, meant a lot to me, right? So let's say you want an office with a window, right? Maybe a car allowance, all these things. Okay. Now you know what it is you desire. Do you feel anything in your heart? Does something feel inspired to do to go out and get that job? You know, find that job. Maybe you're going to go on LinkedIn, you know, maybe talking to a few people, maybe someone pops into your head and, and you think to reach out to them. Now, those are the things that you quote unquote need to do. And you don't need to do them because you have to make yourself worthy of the desire being met. What happens is the minute you have that desire, the universe, the divine starts sending you information about different things to do. 
when you take action on those things, and most of them will require courage, you lessen the resistance in your field. Now, what can happen is you might feel inspired to go on LinkedIn and and look, you know, in a certain place. Well, that's inspired action, but then maybe you decide, I better go on LinkedIn every day. And that feels like pushing a boulder up a hill, right? To do that. Well, now you've moved into you're doing what you think you need to do to be worthy of this. That's not being, you're not inspired to do that. You're just being, you're just trying to do a whole bunch of things and hope to God you do enough to be worthy of receiving whatever it is you desire. That then tips it over to where you start building back resistance. When you're following inspired action, even when things require courage, they won't ever feel like you're pushing a boulder up a hill. And um, in my mastermind, where we talk about this, we talk about the topic of active receiving, right? How do we actively participate in receiving what is being given to us? We talk about this all the time, which is what feels inspired. That's part of active receiving. That's your part. And then what feels like you're pushing a boulder up a hill like Sisyphus? That piece of it is not part of your job and you don't need to do all those things to be worthy. In fact, that's the stuff that exhausts us. And exhaustion, once again, is one of those things that just builds resistance. And so really, when we're looking to quote unquote manifest, what we want to understand is the minute we desired something, as long as it was for our higher good, it starts flowing to us. And any part that we need to play in bringing that into our reality, the divine source, the universe will inspire us in that way. And our only job in this is to take action on those inspirations. And that's not because that will make us worthy. The reason that we are inspired to do those things is doing those things actually allows us to grow as a soul because they generally require courage. They require putting ourselves out there. They require vulnerability. And these are all the edges at which the soul plays. This is living on the edge of our own vulnerability is where we expand in this human form. And that's really the purpose of incarnating, right? I'm going to leave you with that. I hope that I've given you something to think about. You may have questions. You might want to dive deeper into that, this topic of the manifestation myth. And if you do, I would love for you to join us on our training today. And if you're listening to this podcast after it drops on October 14th, don't worry. The training will be available for replay. So today on October 14th, At noon Eastern, we will be diving into the manifestation myth as part of my three-part training series. So go to pattylennon.com forward slash training, and you will be able to get in on that magic. It's absolutely free. There's no payment required. Um, This is a live training when we do it at noon Eastern today. So you'll be able to ask me any questions you have. And if you're new to my trainings, I should warn you, or this hopefully will excite you, is I don't pre-plan my trainings. They are channeled. So everyone that shows up live plays a part in the content that comes through because what happens is I have I write a huge, huge pile of notes of what I'm going to talk about. I generally have some slides in my back pocket if it feels like they fit and what we should be talking about. But as we go through the training, new ideas 
will start to flow through me. And those are in direct response to the desire that the audience has in getting answers to certain questions. How fun is that? I also take questions throughout the training and those questions inspire content. So if you would like to not only be a part of this training and receive this training, but also help create this training by your presence, then all you need to do like any good manifestation is show up and have a desire and that desire will be met. So go ahead and um, sign up at pattylennon.com forward slash training. And once you sign on, you will also be invited to our Facebook group, which you are welcome to join. And it is the Space for Magic Facebook group. We'll put both those links in the show notes. In the meantime, have an amazing day. And don't forget, the key to creating space for magic is to release resistance. So right now, the one thing I want to focus you on is what do you feel like doing? Figure out what that is and follow it. And you will start to lower that resistance immediately. All right. Have a great day. Hey, thanks for listening. If you know someone who needs to hear this message, please share this episode with them. And if you're feeling really generous, I'd love for you to leave us a review at your favorite podcast app. It helps us reach many more people and it fills my heart with so much joy when I hear what you have to say about what I've shared. I'm cheering for your success. Have an amazing day. And don't forget, always create space for magic. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.